Well, okay. Hello, everybody, once again. We are going to have the best show ever today, like we do every week. And this week, we are going to be celebrating birthdays. We're going to be talking about International Women's History Month. And we're going to talk about some of the issues that affect relationships on both sides so that uh, uh, nobody will be calling me saying I'm all one sided. (laughs) I want them to understand that I am just as much in favor of guys getting to a comfortable spot in a relationship as I am with women, because that's the only reason it works is because it has to be reciprocal. It has to be you want me to be happy. I want you to be happy. So let's find out what we can do together. So I'm going to start out, first of all, because this time we won't have as many voices into our podcast today. And the one voice you hear first is always Janice Yule. That's me. And in my presence today, I have. Yes. Okay. uh, You got Layla. (laughs) All right, Layla. And then we have. Jason, who's here, and I'm hoping he's going to join us a little later. I shall, I shall. Well, all right, that's what we're going to do. And that's boom. Stop. Stop. That's a funky ringtone. It's a good background music. We got some mood music going on. So first of all, I wanted to say thank you to both of you for joining me because we're we're going to get into some deep stuff today and we'll see where it goes. Okay. Um, but first, I want to wish uh, happiest of birthdays to my co-host, who's always here, Tony. And happy we want to say happy birthday to her Yay. today. Yay. And I want to say um, a, a birthday hello to my daughter, Tammy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Her birthday is going to be next week. On okay. Sunday. So we want to say happy birthday to happy her. Happy birthday. And I another March birthday we had today was uh, my nephew who separate, celebrated his birthday on the 14th. So we've had enough March birthdays this month. Mm. And you know what March people do? They come in like a lion and go out like a lamb. That's what they say. <laughs> but I don't believe it. So we're just going to go ahead and do what we do. I'm dead. <laughs> and, make, and make sure that we celebrate a little bit. As well as give you some information to hopefully make a difference in your life today. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was International Women's History Month because I I really do get kind of turned off of all these months where we have to celebrate some things when actually everyone that we celebrate is an event that should be held every month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black History Month, Hispanic Leaders Month, and, you know, somebody else's thing. And we actually celebrate, uh, you know, things like... um, uh, Saint something day. Saint Patrick. Saint Patrick's Day. Saint somebody else's day. I didn't even know that was. We Thursday. do all these things, but we don't celebrate ourselves enough. And I want to go back in history because at first I told everybody what I really wanted them to do was talk about women who are in your life or who have been in your life who've made a difference in the way you are today, and that's who I want to still talk about. But, you know, history always plays its part in our lives anyway, so we do have to go back a little bit. And I want to just emphasize in that case, 
the difference between a woman's so-called strength in the early ages compared to what it is today. And it is a big difference you may not have realized. So we're going to give you something serious to think about today. And here it is. Years ago, before the United States was settled and people were going across, migrating across the country to get to places, and there was one family leaving from uh, the East Coast, pretty much, going to Oregon. And they would have had to cross the Rocky Mountains over there in order to get to Oregon from where they came. So this one family was called the Knight family. And a woman and husband and like six children or something. Plus, she was nine months pregnant. Mm. They had a wagon drawn by one ox. So that was already a problem. And then trying to get that wagon and the ox and everything else over the mountain was also a serious problem. And then to compound it all, she was pregnant, nine months pregnant, trying to deal with six kids, a husband, a wagon that's almost breakdown. But she was determined that she was going to go with her family to Oregon where they thought they were going to find a better life. So when she did get around the mountain, though, she went to the other side and had her baby. So she got right up after having that baby and put a cloth around it, created a sack for her to put it on her body while she walked, and they went on. Mm. They built a house, and they sold the ox, and and she was in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of stamina do you think it took for her to do all of that? Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> was it a simple dedication to purpose, or I love my husband and my kids so much? She had to have that inside of her, that kind of drive. I'm not going to let these mountains win. Right. Yeah. So that was the kind of woman she was. And then there was another woman, and they eventually called her Molly Pitcher because during the war, she brought pitchers of water to all the men who were out fighting. Her husband was manned one cannon, and it was right near her. So she would take them all water and make sure they were okay while they were shooting cannons all around her. Well, her husband got killed. And Molly picked up that um, cannon thing, the little ball thing. Cannonball. <laughs> and she put the cannonball into the cannon and she started shooting the, the British. Her husband laying there dead. A picture on the ground, seeing people falling around her. But yet she went on. Mm -hmm. That's a different kind of woman, Mm -hmm. different kind of strength. Because you know that today these women, many of them would have fallen apart. Mm -hmm. I got to put me first. I got to put me first. Yeah, and then you have to be strong in your conviction for what you believe in, who you think you are. But I think that's where we failed today with certain women is that they haven't identified who they are. So therefore, they can't be proud of themselves and they can't feel confident with themselves because they just are relying on somebody else to make up that difference in their life. Mm -hmm. There was a woman called Mary Dyer, and she was the first woman to ever be um, hung or executed. And why did they execute her? Because she had a belief. 
She believed in her religion and she was going to take it to her deathbed and eventually had to do that because the men and the other people thought that she was some sort of witch. So the first thing they want to do is hang her because, you know, God, you, you can't you don't believe what we believe. So let's hang her. So the king of England decided that that was just the absolute worst thing he'd ever heard. So he told the pilgrims, or uh, no, I think it wasn't the pilgrims in that area. It was the Puritans. He told them they had to stop doing that and don't ever do it again. But those women should have provided the stamina that the rest of us should have right now. The same kind of conviction Mm -hmm. should have that. Long time ago, also in Jackson, Wyoming, there were a bunch of women who went into this town that was just broken in every sense of the word, with all kinds of stuff happening. And the, the men had been trying to clean up that place in Jackson forever. And this bunch of women, they called themselves the Petticoat Rulers, came into Jackson. They said, we're not having this. They cleaned it up. They started taking care of business. They started doing everything they had to do to get the vermin out of the place. And they ruled the place. Mm-hmm. Those are the women that I'm talking about, as opposed to the ones we see today. Crying the blues over everything. Only thing matters is how long their lashes are and how long their fingernails might be. Okay. So when I'm wrong, somebody just say, Janice, hold on. I like but them caterpillars. Tell them. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> good I, I, on special occasions. I'm I'm good. I was kidding. No, I'm serious. Can though. y'all see? What? Yes. What? With this? <laughs> yes, we can see. I mean, okay. like ha- like the top right here, it, it covers the light, you know. It's a little fuzzy. Yeah, it covers the light. So like if it's like, you know, if the so sun it's, is it's, bright, it's, we can like, it's, it's like camel eyelashes. So like if it's dust, them eyelashes could like, you know. The lashes are to be seen, not to be seen with. Look, yes, yeah, it's like it's like those long lashes they put on your headlights on your car. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. Why don't you put that? But no, <laughs> but that's that. important to some women. It is. Um, Layla put on some short ones on me um, the other day. Oh, it was so. And funny. I said, man, if I had these on every day, I would be slapping myself in all directions. <laughs> Not slapping. You can tell when a woman's <laughs> neutral too, because they always blinking. Them. <laughs> they talking to you at earth. They like, <laughs> like your eyelids getting heavy. <laughs> Heaven forbid your eyes should itch, right? Yeah. You're gonna have rub mascara. It, no, when you when you when you have eyelashes on, you gotta gently like. Oh, there's a way to. Yeah, do you it. gotta. Yeah, especially. I mean, even if you have a mascara, yes. and you still gotta do this. That's so the I mascara my, don't, you know. I got to clear mascara. She can rub her eye when she feels fit. Clear? Yeah. Wow. What's Did, the point? Of, okay. She already has long lashes. She doesn't need volume. Well, see, like, okay, then that don't that don't count for her. That it do because she can actually rub her eye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Without black no, smudges. that don't count. Yeah, I got eyelashes. She would come home and if it would be If you already got pretty eyelashes, then... It's no point in you. Ha- That's my point. It's like my thought. You don't have to have mascara if you got pretty eyelashes. That's just me. Because you can easily it's wake still up. keep things in place. I, but it don't matter. If you got little eyelashes, 
You gotta put mascara on so they could be noticeable. But oh, if you already yeah. have very noticeable mm. eyelashes, then you could wake up and get out and do whatever. And people still gonna think you got eyelashes on or mascara. Okay. But you know the thing I is. I just don't wanna I... see no caterpillars. Oh, I'm most definitely gonna have caterpillars. <laughs> that's what they're gonna Yes. Yeah, see, that's why he don't wanna get dressed. He don't like caterpillars. Uh huh. Okay, that's what you think. Okay, okay, that's what you think. <laughs> that's hilarious, but I'm glad that um, Jason is here right now because this one I really want him to answer. I was talking to a, a young man the other day, and uh, we're talking about these same issues because it's it's something that really needs to be out there because mm-hmm. people aren't talking about it like it's the truth. And I know people are afraid of the truth many times. But I said... How does it make you feel when you see this beautiful woman on the floor and she has everything you think you want, long hair, long lashes, great nails, and bodies that are squeezed into whatever to look a certain way? When you get to her place or your place and all of these things start to come off, what are your feelings? Uh, There are usually thoughts of exit. <laughs> I'm just being Where honest. Where is door? Um, Give me out of here. That's me personally, right? Some dudes they're they're into that, you know what I mean, and that's for them. But mm-hmm. me personally, like, um, I don't, you know, I don't bought things on to in, in, enhance my my attractiveness to women. Mm-hmm. So just bring me the woman you are, and let's have an even playing field discussion, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I'm not big on makeup. I'm not big on lashes. None of that stuff. Cause I'm like, if I, I I'd actually like to meet you the closest to a rollover as possible, so I know what the bottom looks like. Right. And if that, I'm like, oh, then there's plenty <laughs> up from there. You know what I mean? You can go up. That's right. what I say. Right. But the same thing that, uh, well, we kind of know somebody who buys into that same opinion where he needs it to be clean and cut. Oh my god! Not all that other stuff. Mm-mm. And uh, <laughs> that's what I tell women. I said. In honor of Women's History Month, those women who went across the Great Plains had no makeup. Mm-hmm. They had no lashes, but men loved them anyway. Or shower. Well, okay. I, I got to no clear <laughs> one thing. Maybe when we're young, right, men are superficial, right? I'll mm-hmm. give us that when mm-hmm. we're young. Right? Maybe. But that's, no, follow me. Because what happens is, you know, you, you start liking girls or whatever in high school, whatever, like legitimately can date girls, like girls, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you go and do what you think you're supposed to do as far as the type of girls you go after. It's not a lot of I'm attracted to her that young. It's a lot of she's the look I yeah. think I'm supposed to have, mm-hmm. right? Right. Then you get older and preference, legitimate preferences set in. Sometimes, like... In college, sometimes a little after college, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens is women are still realistically uh, uh, scarred from that experience of high school and early college, right? Mm-hmm. And what y'all, y'all never recover to is that after college, we are full of it. We don't care as much as y'all think. That little, that little bit of stomach or that little stretch mark, we do not, not care. care. I love all the my stuff. A lot of the things that women, especially at my age, are doing, it ain't for men, I promise you, because the men that they're dating don't care. They're doing it to impress other women or for societal norms or whatever. We don't care. They're competing so they can fall in love with each other, apparently. Like, we would care more <laughs> about your easy. nails being neatly painted than we care about the length. Right. Or whether you got the latest gel or the design or whatever. 
I gotta repaint mine. Look at him. Cause like <laughs> you gotta understand the era that dudes came from, right? So like I grew up with my mother and my grandmother primarily, right? My father was around, but I lived with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I went to the nail salon. I that was where I what else I'm gonna do? Right. Right. So I'm in the nail salon doing homework, but you see stuff, right? And so for me, the other day, my lady posted a a series of pictures promoting her new merchandise on Instagram mm. and she looked amazing but her nails needed to be painted mm. it wasn't that they weren't painted but the paint was chipped yeah. right? and I messaged her I was like hey babe look I love you <laughs> not being judgy but I'm gonna be honest I was distracted by how good you looked in these photos by your nails either take the polish off or touch it up and she was yeah. like she was offended at first and then she was like I had to realize who I'm dating you grew up with two women whose nails are either done or not. There's no in-between. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So chipped polish is like, uh, no, I get no. on my boy paints his nails, and I'd be like, dude, what you doing? Your <laughs> nails are chipped up. Like, pick one. Either take it off or fix it. No, but I mean, if you busy and you look at your nails... Then take it off. It's faster. You know, but it's like, you don't have time. Like me, my nails are really chipped. It, well, mostly because, you know, I get bored, so I chip them in class. Anyway... The thing is, so, we don't have time. I don't have time to just keep like painting them and painting them and painting them. Off. No, because I like my nails. So you like, like the chip look? No, <laughs> I, no. Okay. I am conflicted <laughs> right now. I don't know. But if you do like them, that's you. That's what you like, right? And then you and, find a dude that loves chip nails, right? Me, take uh-uh. your leave you. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's what I would want to the the education of women to be. It's for you to just know who you are and, and love you for whoever you are. And you'll attract yours. No matter what, because there's an audience for you no matter what you look like. Yep. And this is the thing that on Women's History Month that I want to tell women. Put that stuff in a category. Go to it when you have to, but know who you are. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as when I used to tell my um, son more than my daughter, uh, when they were the gangster rap stuff, I know you remember all that, mm-hmm. and I hated to hear it. I really hated to hear it because it just indicated there was some pain somewhere. Absolutely. So I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want him to be a part of it, but that was a part of his cultural environment mm-hmm. for sure. So he wanted to be in it, so he would would go get that stuff, and maybe he really genuinely liked it. I don't know. So I told him that if you can't come home. And be who you want to be. You can go nowhere to do it. Yeah. So for the length of time that I'm in here, just let me know. And I'm happy to go anywhere else not to listen to it. Whether it's in the basement or in the backyard, wherever I have to go. (laughs) But I wasn't going to take that from him because that was part of what he thought was his culture. Mm. But um, all that profanity and, uh, you know, danger and violence and all those other things wasn't what I wanted him to do. Yeah, definitely. But I had to respect the fact that he is not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many, you know, differences and ages and cultures that I grew up in, not to influence what he was doing. But I said, anything that you hear on that music, I better not know that you're saying it out there. Or, or you know, exuding that lifestyle. At all. Exactly. And I think that's the, the you know, um, I think we were talking about this pre-show, the, just that the... The relationship between a black mom and a black son is very interesting mm-hmm. in that, you know, moms can be as aware as they want to be of um, 
what we're facing as black men. But right. I think sometimes our numbness to it for living it for so long as black men, we don't even take the, these scenarios that we end up as serious as maybe we should. Right. Because we're just so numb to it. It's the norm. And so we end up um, kind of digesting content and, and art and things of that nature that represent more of what we end up having to deal with no right. matter what our background is realistically right. right and so you know like i was saying, telling you earlier my, my mother saw a guy getting pulled over by the police down the street from Bowie state he was like 23 24 years old there's two cops it's mm-hmm. just him they got guns drawn and she was trembling and i said well i you know i i hear everything you're saying and i, I respect those emotions right but she was a, a, a passerby with yeah. no no connection to this kid, right? I said, imagine you're him. Imagine I'm him. Right. And you drove by and it was me, right? Now, like, even for me, I, I'm driven by those situations, right? Yes. And on the one hand, I want to pull over and provide another set of eyes, right? Just to make sure that this other brother is okay. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I know that my presence turns things up 24. Exactly, exactly. It elevates the danger. Right? You got another large black man here. Now the police have another reason to, you know, per- give the perception of fear. Right. And then it escalates the situation. So it's just a very, like a lot of those stories that I have of, of my youth um, and my interactions with police or whatever, um, I've shielded my mother from. Yeah. You know, and when I talk about them in, in hindsight, they may be 10 years ago. And she's like, I didn't know that. And oh, I'm like, hey, goodness. Well, exactly. I yeah. wasn't trying to stress you out. But oh, that's yeah. things I've had to, to live through. And you prepared me for. So you've done a good job because I'm still here. Right. But it is it. And it doesn't stop. She had the same kind of culture shock with the day that my son came to home and told me that he could swim. Now, he's like 10 or 11. Mm. And I said, swim. Where were you swimming? You don't know how to swim. Right. He said, I just went in there and jumped in the pool. I started swimming. I said, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you sure you know how to swim? You weren't drowning or anything, were you? (laughs) But it's that kind of shock because my daughter wouldn't have thought of doing that. Mm -hmm. But you have to realize. and, And I think that's where the education of people comes in in relationships. You're a male child. I'm a female. We're not even designed Mm-mm. to think alike. No. So that's why I tell them that that's a very confusing place, for instance, for a gay person to be. Because in your head, that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Your mind and everything is still in the same gender that brought you here. Mm-hmm. So if I can put on anything else I want to put on, but if I go out there dressed up in my six-inch heels and got on my wig and I'm a dude... And I see somebody need to, and you know you need to change your flat tire. You just gonna get out and start doing it, aren't you? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're used to doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to tell women that you can't expect a guy to be like you, Mm-mm. because you're a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the perspectives are totally different. And I think you know, good, good, uh, good relationships require balance, right? So yes, you kind of need someone to bring something else to the table. Right. Um, yeah. Like two of you isn't necessarily. Uh, moving the ball forward per se like right. you're not really moving the dial it's just another you so yeah you can do whatever you do well more of it but what about the gaps in you know your personality type 
where you need someone that maybe is a little more compassionate or maybe is a little more abrasive. Like those things are needed in harmony. Yeah. But do you think that people spend any time getting in a harmonious relationship rather than sitting back and complaining about things? Like in your relationship with your female partner, do you talk about, well, I'm never going to mow the lawn. Well, I'm never going to do the dishes. Did you have that conversation before you got married or got into a serious relationship? Because that's when it comes up. Yeah, no, I mean, so we've been walking through those conversations, right? So like the latest one we had is like, we both realized that I'm better at laundry on the side of like washing, Mm -hmm. all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Because her mom always took care of that for her. Which is a blessing. Right. Right. So now, just in hindsight, I have more experience at doing laundry. Right. Mm hmm. I don't like folding the clothes afterward, though. She enjoys doing that. See? All right. Cool. Harmony. So here we are. I'll wash everything. It'll be immaculate. It'll smell great. Everything will be good. Nothing's going to get shrunk. All of that. But you put it away. Cool. Mm-hmm. And she's like, cool. So great. See? Dinner time. On average, she thinks I'm a better cook. I'm 50. Um, <laughs> I think I have a, I can cook more things, but when she chooses to cook it, the food's good. Right. So it's just normally, you know, I have more experience. So she'll be like, you cook, but then that means she cleans up the kitchen after me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we do that type of thing. Then there's certain stuff. Like I don't like, I don't want you taking the trash out. I don't want anybody in this neighborhood seeing my lady take the trash out. Cause it, it, it speaks to our relationship and mm-hmm. I don't need them even looking at us that way. Right. So you're never <laughs> taking the trash out. Cause if I'm down the street doing something and you taking the trash out and now dude's like, where your man at? He don't take the trash out for this whole door open mm-hmm. of a conversation. That I know you don't want to have. It's not even about not trusting you. Right. It's about not trusting me. If I walk back up the block and see that. But then you've had that discussion. So therefore yeah. that doesn't conjure up all these weeds in your life. Well, and that's yeah. what you have to do. It is, but the struggle I've had is the modern woman, right? The modern woman believes and kind of moves that I can do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it my way. I don't need a man. And that's cool, right? That's my thought. But but my thing is like, that's, that's, that's fly, right? You're an independent woman, right? However, if I'm taking you independent woman out to dinner, right? And you've agreed (laughs) to this date that I'm paying for, right? Mm -hmm. Then I'd like to open the door for you. Me opening the door for you is not to say that you're incapable of opening the door. Correct. It's to say that I've asked for your time tonight and I want to show you a good time to the extent of you don't even have to open a door. See, some thought went into that. Right. Mm-hmm. And but I, we had to, I fought for the ability to open the door for my girl who I was court like through the courting. When we were just figuring it out, like trying to decide if we were going to yeah. be a couple, yeah. it was very challenging because she didn't it want is. me to open the door for her. It is. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I can open the door for myself. You I know like you can. I didn't say you could. You think you can open the door for me? No, I can <laughs> open the door for myself. Okay, my open the door work. for yourself. It's well, like, no, I'm playing. Like, because like, when y'all when y'all stand on that principle, right? It's like, well, where is there space in your life for me? Right. Right. You don't want me to open the door. You don't want me to pay for the meal. You don't like what? What do you want from a man? I'm not saying that it has to be strictly financial or strictly physical, but. Educate us right, on where we can right. exist in your life if right. the traditional things of chivalry aren't cool, right? And y'all don't want the traditional gender roles of women in the kitchen doing that. Okay, cool. So then tell us what the new thing is. Entertainment. 
So <laughs> y'all just bring entertainment, really. Right. So then we're never going to take y'all serious. Right. If all we are is entertainment, we're just a circus actor. You, you a circus actor, mm-hmm. us, and we're at an impasse. Yeah. But that's the discussion that has to be had, so that right. everybody understands what the playing field is. Right. Now you, I'll use this football analogy just because I know men understand it, and it is this: suppose you and the other team, your team and the other team on the field. And the other team is playing by certain rules. They have their own game plan just like you. Mm -hmm. So now somebody on one of the teams misunderstands what the play was for that moment. What happens? Your whole line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. and everything else just went crazy. Mm -hmm. That's the way your relationship is. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what makes that person go this way or that way. I need to know what's the one thing that really pisses you off Mm -hmm. so that I know not to do it. Now, if I know that you don't like so-and-so and and I keep on doing it, that's a a very Mm -hmm. different conversation. Exactly. So what I say to women is this. Before you start trying to put all that pressure on that guy, clean your act up first. Yeah. Know who you are and what you want. Like I knew I didn't want a guy who's four inches t- shorter than me. Okay. I knew that. Although I met a lot of guys, very nice guys, shorter than me. And I would say, hey, yeah, well, you know, we can be friends or whatever. I already knew I didn't want that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And and it didn't matter to me how sweet and wonderful he was. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want a guy shorter than me. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think you have to do that in every relationship that you have, but that you have to start with you. Because mm-hmm. I ask women and I've had uh, conversations, in-depth conversations with women about this, is that if you don't know what you want, how are you going to tell him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You can't. And you can't get into those relationships where, um, Jason, what you want for dinner today, dear? And your answer is, whatever you want. Is anybody going to eat that night? Is anybody going to make a decision? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what I used to tell tell them. I said, you can't go in there and expecting everybody else to to do certain things when you don't even know what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, to- and that, that, that kind of works with the, the, the whole point of like, what space in your life, if this is what you want, a relationship, does this person, where do you want them to right. exist in, right? Right. Because it's like, for instance, my girlfriend um, has stated to me that now that I've broken down the wall of like all of these things that were so-called chivalry and the independent woman didn't, mm-hmm. didn't take on, right? Mm-hmm. She said this. She said, you're the only guy I've ever been in a relationship with that no matter where we are, no one bothers me when I'm with you. No men approach me when I'm with you. And I said, well, before, you didn't look like you had a man. <laughs> because you were doing everything Walking in front of him, no. You, you walking in front, you opening doors, you placing the orders. You pay, like, it's cool, and you can do that, but that comes with looking available, right? Mm-hmm. And so now when the dude that's with you gets up to go to the bathroom... A real one like me is going to think he's your gay best friend or something, and I'm going to come That's and shoot the shot. gay best friend. Oh <laughs> because my there's God. no relationship energy there. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Dudes don't bother you because they see how we interact. Mm. When I open the door for you, hand on the small of your back as you go through the door, I pull your seat out. All of those things let people know and makes me very confident when I go to the bathroom. I wish somebody would be over here. No, I Because <laughs> you know what time it is. But the, the 50-50 relationship that we're talking about only exists when you understand this. If you come to a place, a restaurant, 
club wherever you're going and it has double doors. And I give them this analogy. The man may get to the door before me. I expect him to open the door at that point. Why are you going to stand there and wait for me to open it, right? But if he gets there first and he opens that door, when he lets me in, I open the second door for you're him. you're ahead of me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that's just logical to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like guys that I used to work with, anytime they took me someplace, they were rushing around the car to open the door for me. I'm used to just open the door, get out and go do whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I realized they wanted to do that for me. So you know what? I sat right there and let them come on around. They wanted to do that. It wasn't because I said, that's what I want. That's what I tell I said, hey, if I'm holding you up, open the door. I get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm stuck on the phone or whatever. I, I, I'm not saying in every scenario, right. like you absolutely can't touch. Obviously, I'm not with you all the time. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. But allow some space for that. And in the same token, right? It also works the opposite direction right the way she carries herself in relation to me allows women in the room to know right we're together we're together don't look oh i'm not you know what i mean like i i know how to look available when i'm out i know how not to right and when your eyes is you pan in the room you look for eye connections you gonna get one right and then it's on so I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm cool. Then. I'm focused on whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm eating, whatever, you know what I mean? So it's, it's both sides of it. That's that 50, 50. That's why it has to be that way. And they can, women can come and argue with me all day long. Well, I'm an independent woman and I want to do this and that and the other. Yeah. But you still want that guy to validate you. Yeah. You can't be that independent woman opening your own doors, pulling out your own chairs and being all this. And now you want to be whining about some guy treating you a certain way. Mm-hmm. It has to be that if you're that independent where you don't even want a common courtesy, which is all it is, you don't even want to accept that as the guy caring something about you. Yeah. And that's why I tell them that you need to get off of that whole love kick because love is relative to whoever is saying it at the time. Your love for somebody is not the same as mine. So I do know. That if you interject some caring in that whole soup, that it's going to taste a whole lot better seasoned that way. So if they care about me as a person, notwithstanding what my gender is, I'm a person. So you walking with a guy and you see he's about to step into a deep hole. Would you warn him? Mm-hmm. Hey, you about to step in a hole. Hey. Right. And if you're a guy, would you warn him? Yeah, you would. Yeah, like that. We have. Yeah, it's that you're the nailed. Like the human part of uh, relationship based interaction is so removed, right? Mm-hmm. Where everybody's very rigid. It's like, well, that's a no for me, and then they just move. and it's like, well, they're a human being, and you got some quirks with you too that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna you're not even gonna try, mm-hmm. and it's. It's always under the guise of like, oh, I'm independent. This is who I am, blah, 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 blah. Well, the other side of that coin to me is like we all as human beings, and we saw this happen through COVID, Mm -hmm. need interaction, need intimacy. It's like it's 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 almost a vitamin. Right. 
And so when you don't have it, you saw mental health issues. You saw vitamin D deficiencies. You saw all of these things come out through COVID where there was very limited human interaction. Right. And so on the one hand, you can say, you know, this is who I am. People just need to deal with it. On the other hand, you could very much so alienate yourself and then wonder why you can't find a situation or relationship. And it's because a relationship is very like you have a relationship with your employer. Mm hmm. And they ask you to do things and you do them and you ask them to do things and they do them. And as long as those two things are met, the relationship continues. It's the same thing with people where you have to at some point come up with, okay, this is our operating system. (laughs) This is what I expect from you. This is what you expect from me. Excellent. And there's some icing that can come from either side. But at least I know like that's I I tell people all the time, my, my girlfriend, that's my favorite headache. I could go date a million women. Mm-hmm. I like the headache she gives me. Every woman yeah. I date will give me some kind of headache. Oh, yeah. I can handle this headache. I know what to take to get rid We're of it. We're creative like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it works. Yeah. I've had other relationships. I didn't like those headaches. Like, I couldn't deal with them no more. There was mm-hmm. no There was no more. The Tylenol wasn't working. I had to move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think we just have to get back to a place of um, not necessarily letting people walk all over you, but Allowing some humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the fact is that, and I've told you guys this before, that I was married for 32 years. <laughs> time flew, though, Layla. The time flew. <laughs> <laughs> but I told them that the reason why we could stay together 32 years is because when we met and we realized that we wanted to spend that time together, we started talking about what mattered to him, what mattered to me, exactly. what was going to seriously piss me off, what was going to seriously aggravate him. Mm-hmm. He got misdirected at some point, and I've probably told you this before, but I uh, am a person who hates housework, any of it. <laughs> All right, Layla, no camp. But I hate it. And it's not a thing where, oh, goodness, I don't want to do it today. I hate it. Mm. And I I do believe that, and I don't want to blame my mother for it, but I do believe it started with her being such a daggone neat freak, having all of these particulars about how far a bedspread ought to be off of the floor and oh, whether wow. all of the sides and all of that stuff was even. She must have been like hospitality management or something. Man. <laughs> Sheesh. And I'd say, man, is it really that important for me to do all that with the bed considering I'm going to get right back in it as soon as yes. I come home? She'd be like, yes, you make it up before you go to school. And blah, blah. and all of that nitpicking just irritated me more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to bring that to our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I told him this story. And I said, when we are married... Don't bother me with that whole dishes thing, because that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. So he made the mistake one day after we got married to say, um, don't you think you ought to do something with me? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my temperature went up 50 degrees. I said, no, you didn't just ask me that. Yeah, load that dishwasher, brother. <laughs> I'm like, no, you didn't, because you already know how I feel about that. Right. So why aggravate me with it? Right. So I said, you like to know where I'm going. And you all ask me, well, where are you going? Oh, no, my favorite. What time will you be back? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to know what time I'm going to be back. I didn't even leave yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So those things we had to work out and some things we didn't know were going to happen. We couldn't talk about them in advance. But after you're together for a while, then you kind of go, oh, no, you're not wearing that, are you? (laughs) But you get those little quirks worked out as Mm -hmm. you go. But the, the main thing is that you know what your battlefield is. Right. Do you have to fight over the fact that today she wants to wear red lipstick and you really would rather see her in black? Do you have to argue over that today? Right. Is it worth it? Is is that it's the fight not. you want to have today? Right. You know. So you just have to choose your battles a little bit more intelligently and then know that you don't have to fight physically, fight about something. You just need to talk about it. Absolutely. And if women would just get off of that kick, I don't need a man when basically that's all you do your whole day, every breathing moment you have is worry about what that guy thinks of you. Mm-hmm. When you get so independent that you can think of you and what you like and what you don't like, and then use that independence to create an amicable kind of relationship with a guy. Hey, I want to see you and all that crazy stuff all the time. Then don't do it all the mm-hmm. time. That's one of the things I love about my girl. She has stuff to do. And when she's doing it, I'm not important. <laughs> That's cool. Because mm-hmm. when I'm doing like right now, if she called it. I'll call you back. Like, you know, I'm doing something. But right. it, I, so I, I come from relationships where like, you know, <clears throat> anytime you're not available, it must be something left going on. You're, you're out with a woman. <clears throat> right. So to go, to grow from that to where I'm at now, where I, my girl has my location mm-hmm. based on my, like, I just gave, it, I was just like, yo, like you can just have it because she used to get really before COVID when we were always at like concerts and shows and stuff. She would always want to know that I made it home safe. Mm-hmm. And I would forget. I would just get home. I'm tired. It's two in the morning. Yeah, I'm just go to sleep. Exactly. And so she kept pressing me about it. And I was just like, what do you think I'm doing but going home and going to sleep? She was like, nothing. I just want to know that that's occurring. She's like, it's not even that I need to talk to you. I just need to know that you made it home safe because she said, just so you know, mm-hmm. You're a black man in America. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't just not come home. Right. And I'm a state away. I'd like to know. And I was like, cool. So I turned on the location and I was like, here's the deal. I've never done this. I'll turn this on and you'll know as soon as I get, it'll send you an alert when I get home, but you can always just check where I'm at. I said, don't abuse this. Mm-hmm. I said, don't every time it alerts you that I'm home, call me thinking I'm just sitting. Like I might be walking in the house to grab something and walking right back out the door mm-hmm. and I don't really have time to talk and that's going to irritate me. So don't do that. Okay. You can know where I'm at at all times, but don't just think that means you can call because you just decided. Just because she knows, exactly. You know where I'm, you, just because you know where I'm at don't mean you know what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got to that point and it's cool and it's been very like relieving for that to be presented that way because most women I've dealt with, when they want to know where you're at, it, had, it has nothing to do with safety. No. Especially not your safety. It comes down to sex is what it comes down to. Yeah, they think you sleep around. they think that they know you're not home. They don't call you because they think you're home doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. They don't call you because they think you're in there relaxing in the bathtub or whatever. Right. Because they think that a certain time, I don't know where this came from. Maybe you have some knowledge. But where did it come from that you could only have sex between 12 and 5 in the morning? I don't know. Yeah, if you was going to cheat, you could do it at 2 you p.m. You can do it, it any t- <laughs> that could be where you go before you go to work. Right. Traffic held you. You could cheat up. at work. People have done it. Like it's you a know? lot of different ways that, that people get that off. So I just 
I never was a fan of it. I was like, leave me alone. I'm not doing any. I'm on the way to where exactly. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing what? And this phone, if I was cheating a phone call, I'm not going to stop it. Exactly. Because you have the option not to answer it, number one. Um, but before we got married again, we discussed that possibility of everybody being, inf- you know, having infidelity problems. Because I said in your whole life, you don't ever see another woman that you want to sleep with or be in some sort of casual relationship with. In your whole life, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that exists. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say they've never been with anybody else but the guy that or the girl that he married 50 years ago. Okay. Okay. That's just suspect to me. Because on any given day, no matter what I felt about my husband, if I saw a nice looking man, I didn't. Oh, he's not a nice looking man because mm-hmm. I'm married. Yeah, I don't think we're blind because we're in love. Right? right. But I think the love is the part where it's like you could still think through those decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Opportunities are going to present themselves all of the time. But it's I think your connectivity with your person a lot of times is what is that that tickle you get where you're like, whoa. It's getting a little flirty in here. I might back in <laughs> exactly. Like, cause that that's me. Like, I've definitely been out mm-hmm. laughing and joking, and then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Oh no, she's okay. Yeah, I gotta go. See, yeah, reality check. Right? Yeah, like it happened to me and Rosa on set at a different shoot. We were being cordial. Somebody knew there. We were like, hey, how are you? Didn't get to introduce ourselves. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then it went from like hi to like. Oh, I love you guys' work. I watch it all. And we were like, yo, we don't even, how, what, how would you do that? How would you, how would you love all of our work? Because we don't, it's, our name isn't even on half of our work. Because we're the back end procedure side of things. So we don't need our name on it. So how would you know you love, this is getting awkward. We're going to move on. And we both, without even communicating, I think Raza and I, both of our antennas went up and we were like, time to exit. And we both kind of smoothly got out of that conversation at the same time Mm -hmm. and went back on set to do what it was. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Well, I think that a lot of people don't understand what a reciprocal relationship is. Mm. And if you get into one and you should strive for that more than that other thing, because all of that is usually very dangerous for another person that when jealousy jumps into the picture, when yeah. insecurities and distrust all get into what you call love, then it's usually a very lethal mixture. And at what point are we still, is this still like, if you, if you don't trust me, what are we doing? Right. Mm-hmm. That means you never will. Right. But like my, I guess, cause I've been there right where I was in a relationship for a very long time with a woman that didn't trust me. Mm-hmm. And the question I kept asking her was, cause she always thought I was cheating, which I wasn't. Okay, I did it. Now what? Exactly. Are you going to... Because it doesn't... Like, there are no consequences. As many times as you accuse me of this, <laughs> I would think you were going to leave. But mm-hmm. you're, you, it's like you just want me to tell you I'm doing something that I'm not doing. So yes. I, it's very hard to defend myself because there's nothing to defend. But as often as you think I'm doing... Why are you with me if you think I'm cheating this much? Right. Mm-hmm. But see, they, women don't um, in this historical account of women and their feelings that we're doing today. Women don't get this. A woman said to me, I want you to ride with me somewhere. I said, where? Because you know, I'm not going with you in just anywhere. Right. Where are we going? Well, uh, I know that my husband is seeing this woman and I'm going to go to her house. I said, and do what? Well, I just want to catch him at it. I said, but then what will you do? You're like, what's the next? She said, well, I don't know. I said, are you going to leave him? You just gonna go home, pack your stuff, and leave, or what you gonna do? 
Well, I mean, I just want him to know. I said, no, 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 honey. That's not enough for me to go over there and risk my life with you mm-hmm. trying to find out what he's doing, which could be nothing. Right. I'm not going with you for that reason. If I am going to threaten my husband about something, you better know there's a consequence. For sure. And I'm not, I told my husband once, I said, if I know that you're doing something and I want to go prove it and follow you to this place, I'm going to come and knock on the door and say, what are you doing and why are you treating? He said, no, you're not. He said, because you're not even like that. I said, you got that right. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. you know me that well. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think in my own confidence that any woman can take anything I have. If it's really mine. Ding. You can't take it. And if you can't, here you you go. go. I don't want it. Here you go. And if, if. She can take you from me. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't see any reason for us to be fussing and fighting about it because for every man that it is on earth, there's somebody for that person. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to look for him, stay by yourself. But at least know what you want. And what I wanted was peace. Exactly. I can't find peace with somebody constantly on my nerves. Mm-mm. And if I'm trying to go to sleep and I'm just worried about you out doing whatever you're doing, that means I'm losing sleep. So, no. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, one of the most baffling things I've always, like, seen is, like, people in relationships mm-hmm. dreading to go be around the person they're in a relationship with. They're like, oh, I got to go deal with my girl. <laughs> Bro, get rid of her. Exactly. And the same ladies, if, if you, if... It's time to hang out with your guy. Mm-hmm. And you feel that energy regularly, it's over. Yeah. Yes. I enjoy, like you should enjoy spending time with your partner. Now, granted, there's access to anything, right? Mm-hmm. But even like, okay, let's say you live together, right? Mm-hmm. You got a job, you might have a kid, a dog. You're still not together that much. Right. Right? So if you can just make your evenings pretty chill then you should still relatively be like i'd rather go home than do the other thing but it, yeah. I, I know i see so many dudes at the bar just drinking as a reason to not go home I know. <laughs> that's funny and it's like yo leave <laughs> leave her yeah <laughs> i was at a um uh lodge with the elks one night and the guy was at the bar so he wanted to buy me a drink. So I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. And he was um, wanting to just sit there and talk for a while. So we got to talking about movies and things that people like. And he said, yeah, well, you know, I don't like to go to the movies. So I said, well, how about your wife? Does she like to go to the movie? Yeah, she does. But that's why I went and bought her a 65-inch TV. <laughs> I said, so she could sit home and watch the TV and you could be out at bars buying other women drinks? Is that why you bought it? Uh-huh. Just to satisfy your reason for not wanting to go to the movie? Maybe she'd like to sit in the theater. And the movie the movie theater's a different experience. I don't care how big mm, your TV is. I love to go to the movie. That's the only way I can enjoy the movie. Yeah. But I know that this particular conversation could be going on from now until... And hopefully this one and some more like it, because we will have some more um, like it will end up in in the minds of a lot of people. And I'm not singling women out because it's Women's History Month, because men need to have the same experience. Oh, we pitiful. Yes. We pitiful. 
I see it all the time. <laughs> and and the thing about it is um, we way. have to just realize that we are two different species no yeah. matter what. Mm-hmm. We're all a part of the human race and all that jazz. But men think differently from women all the time and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to make you be a woman and I don't want you to make me be a man. If I tell you that I'm not going to mow the lawn, no, I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if it's the thing that you were real adamant about, be clear about that. Right. Not let it have it be an issue. And uh, before we end today, though, I do want to just call out a couple of names of women. And if you guys have some, please do so. But during this time, and I, I think they deserve this recognition every day, every hour of the day, because the person who's called a housewife deserves as much praise and accolades as we can give her. Because she is in the house taking care of everything in the house. Yeah, I can't be no everything. housewife. I can't. So when the guy comes home, now she's got him mm-hmm. to also deal with. That's mm-hmm. like a bigger child. So yeah, you know. so he can whine and moan about his day, and mm-hmm. you got to be sympathetic and all that jazz. But another thing that women don't have that they need to get is a life of their own, even if you're with a guy. Because you need to be entertained by the things that you like, and they should not be all the same things that he likes. You need to have a diversion. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that you want to have is a hobby. You want to have some kind of outside interest, mm-hmm. something that occupies your time so you're not obsessed with what that guy is doing. And I'm sure he would appreciate it if you would do that. And the same advice is non-gender, actually. Because with a man, he needs to understand the same thing. You need something else to do. Exactly. And um, if you do that, that'll take up all that time that you wonder what he's doing. Because you're doing something you like to do. Um, My husband didn't like to go to the theater, and I love to go to the theater. So do you think I stopped going just because he didn't like to do it? Nope. I found people of similar interests to do the things I like to do, and we went ahead and did them. Mm -hmm. When he wanted to go do football stuff, that's like poison to me. I don't want to sit in front of there looking at football. Right. <laughs> looking at men tackle men no go ball. I'm right. Sorry. So, but occasionally I would sit there with him, and I would yeah. ask questions, and it would get irritating for him. So he would politely ask me to leave. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, why do guys have to stick their hands like that to do get the ball and all that? So he he didn't like the implications I was making. <laughs> Some good questions. Some good questions. But anyway, that's what you have to do. The women just have to have something else to do Mm -hmm. to occupy their minds. Sex is only as important as you make it. Mm -hmm. And if you make it more upfront than whether your bills get paid or whether that woman that you're trying to get will shoot you when she sees you or that man, Mm -hmm. then you, your priorities are mixed up. For sure. But for these women, and if you guys have some, as I said, do chip in. But I want to um, congratulate and appreciate these women because they're the everyday women. Mm-hmm. They don't have all the luxuries that all these other women may have with gowns and diamonds or whatever. But they keep the world working. Mm-hmm. And I know that as this young lady grows up, she's going to be one of those women. She's going to be in charge. And I want to thank and appreciate my granddaughter, Layla, for coming here with me today because she didn't have to. She had something else to do. But she came with me. And she's there with me 
mm-hmm. a lot of times to just protect me. And so mm-hmm. I'm there all the time appreciating it because she's, she has her eye on me. I want to thank her yeah. in front of other people for that. Mm-hmm. So but you, I, you security. Yeah, yeah basically, if, it, <laughs> yeah. like if someone tried talking reckless to her and she don't say nothing, I'm the one that talk reckless back. Oh, or yeah. if she might talk reckless, then I gotta stand behind her mm-hmm. and talk reckless to them. So you That's, know, it's just tit and tat. And she's so much better at it than I am. Um, yeah. So much better. <laughs> so, because I, like I said, I was raised mainly by my mother and grandmother. Right. Uh-huh. So, then I got a, a almost 13 year old daughter and a girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because they know like if we're out and something goes left, they try to get on it first because they like once he's on it, we should just leave. It's a wrap. Because <laughs> I, I know because I, my mother and my grandmother have always been very forward. So usually I've had to chill, but they're both getting up in age. And so now I'm like, yo, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm the frontline soldier. Now, right. Y'all relax. But if I just see them raise an eyebrow, it's on. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about, and that's what women want. They want that guy like you, um, Jason, who who can provide that kind of security for them. But yet they want to be so independent, but they don't want you to help them. I mean, that's a conflict in your head right there. Mm-hmm. So just get rid of that and let him do the things for you that he wants to do, because a lot of men don't want to do that going thing for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're sitting home crying and doing whatever you have to do. (laughs) So the other person I want to acknowledge and appreciate is my own daughter. Because she has weathered through many a storm. And she has come out of it smelling like a rose. I think that she is going to be a fantastic whatever she wants to be because of her stamina. Mm -hmm. And because she can look at a situation, rationalize it, and make some decisions to go forward. Absolutely. Um, I also want to thank my my co-host because she has come through a lot of adversity in her life to get where she is to be a potential leader in all aspects. Being on this podcast was not anything that she ever thought she would do Mm -hmm. because she didn't see her self-worth as being such that she could. So. I have so many other people that I that I could put into that category, and we don't have time for all of them today. But just know for all of those that do hear this podcast afterwards, is that I appreciate you for the stability, for the strength, for the roots that you put in the lives of people around you. And I applaud all of you. I really do. So we want you to come back to our next show because that's going to be exciting in April. We're going to have some new special guests and hopefully some um, one of the sororities that we're trying to get. We're trying to get some of them to come on. Nice. And any of you who uh, we're going to future guests are going to be, you know, people from Easter Seals Foundation. And well, I've got a host of people and I get a list of people for the rest of the year. (laughs) But we're going to do well. We're going to move forward. And um, Jason and Raza, um, I want to just thank you, not because it's Women's History Month, but because (laughs) I am a woman and I can do it if I want to. As she should. (laughs) As she should. As I should. (laughs) And they are going to catapult us into a new arena. Mm. We're going to be doing some new things and uh, they are going to know our name. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, We are going to be having our um, book signing party next month. Yes, indeed. And we're going to have a great time doing that. But everything that we do 
it's going to be a good time because that's what we want. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Jason, yeah. Raza, mm-hmm. Layla. Thank Thanks. you so much. You're welcome. And uh, we're going to see you the next time. How about that? Bye. Bye. Bye.